everyone, it's Steve Breda with Succession Secrets, and today's episode is titled CEO Chief Enabling Officer. Welcome to the Succession Secrets Podcast, where you can grow, groom, and graduate from your business in just seven minutes a day. And now, here is your host, Steve Prada. So, welcome back, Succession Seekers. I hope you all have a great day. The weekend is past, and uh, I'm excited to start the last week here before we go all on family vacation next week. But today I would like to speak about a concept which I first heard from one of my Vistage peer group members, one of the CEOs there who runs a major advertising agency in the country. And when we had our first meeting and went around the room and everyone introduced themselves, he introduced himself as a chief enabling officer. And that really got many of us thinking in the group what really it means to be a CEO. Because you see CEOs who are so mired in their business, they are operatively running several functions in the business, and they have hardly enough time to to talk to people, to help their direct reports, to coach them, to support them. And here, here was Matt who said that he was a chief enabling officer. That was his primary function in the company as CEO to help everyone else be successful. And uh, I recall from my career, maybe it was 15 years ago, oh, maybe it was even more, it was close to 20 years ago, I was working in a bank in a structured finance department and uh, it was probably about 10 or 12 people in our department and we had a guy who ran the department and his name was Hassan. He was a Pakistani guy, a very smart guy, and uh, he was on a fast-track career uh, promotion in our department, and he was expected to be, uh, he arrived uh, just uh, six months before I joined the department, and he was going to move on in, uh, three years afterwards to a higher position, and maybe in a different country. And I watched Hassan manage that department, and it was the weirdest thing I had ever seen by that point, because he seemed not to be really working at any one time. I mean, I didn't even know whether he had any projects that he was working on. Basically, he was walking around in the department. He was talking to us. He was always available to talk to. He was on the phone. And I think what he was doing was he was this kind of uh, chief enabling officer. He wasn't getting in himself involved in any project where he was kind of running a project. He always found someone in our department to to give that project to, and then he would just support that person to pick the project up and to, to basically to, to run with it. And he would not do our job, but he would ask questions. He really liked the Socratic method of, of questioning. So he would ask a bunch of questions and and let us figure it out for ourselves. And that was quite a new experience for me. If he had a conflict with another department, he was uh, immediately on the case. He would meet with people from that department. He would call them. He would uh, talk to the boss. He, he was uh, very received in the boss, in the CEO of the bank at the time. It was a small bank at that time, maybe 100 people. And he could walk into the office of the CEO and, and uh, he would always talk to him. And he could sort things out pretty quickly. He could get the resources that we needed. He would uh, troubleshoot relationships. He could uh, he would call international offices if 
if he needed some expert help and he would have some relationships that he could rally to our cause and, and we could have a conference call with them and help us, let's say, structure a bond issue or put some energy research, power research behind the bid that we were do, uh, giving to a client on an arranging a structured loan. He could help us put together a club deal with other banks, but he, he would not actually uh, get deeply involved in the project. He would just connect to us with resources, with other people. He would get, uh, he would lobby the uh, senior management of the bank to give us more budget, to buy us new phones, to get took us a couple of cars, whatever we needed. He was kind of our chief enabling officer. And interestingly, he actually wasn't really good at running projects himself. And uh, this was proven a couple of years later when it was during the dot-com boom and he left uh, the bank in early 2001. I think his timing was the worst possible because he left probably around February and the uh, dot-com bust was in, in around March, April. And he launched an internet company with a friend of his and they started working there. And actually, after about six to nine months, they folded this whole enterprise and he came back to the bank. And what was interesting was that when he started this new company where he basically had to do all the things himself, he was a little bit at a loss. He couldn't, you know, he was uncomfortable with actually doing the project or when he were doing those projects, he basically couldn't be the enabling officer. He couldn't be the conductor of the uh, Philharmonic at this time because there was no Philharmonic. He had to conduct himself and, and he was a lot less effective that way. And uh, I spoke with him later and he was really happy to get back to a bigger organization where there were a lot of people and resources and he could really play the role that he was really good at, which which was conducting the orchestra, being the chief enabling officer. So my question to you today is, how can you be the chief enabling officer in your company, in your department, in your family, wherever you are? How can you help others succeed? How can you succeed yourself by helping everyone else succeed? And how can you coach people? How can you find a way to delegate all your tasks so you can focus on actually removing those obstacles that are in the way of people that frustrate people. I remember when I was working in Hassan's department, really, it was really easy to work there and we could focus. It was very effective because we could focus on our job whenever we bumped into a major obstacle that we it could have, could have caused us a lot of frustration, a lot of time. We probably wouldn't have had the stature and the standing in the bank to remove those obstacles. But because Hassan was there, he basically took care of that. He cleared away the debris from our, our way and we could uh, zoom ahead and power ahead and, and close projects and complete financings and issue bonds and we could do all those nice things. So how can you be your family's department company's chief enabling officer and basically get rid of every operative task. Just focus on doing the job, enabling others to do the job. So these are my thoughts for today. I hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, remember, until next time, your succession is success. Thank you for listening to the Succession Secrets Podcast. Make sure you check out SuccessionSecrets.com for archive podcasts and transcripts. 
and IntrepCoaches.com. That's E-N-T-R-E-P Coaches.com to download your free copy of the Your Terms newsletter.